What is up and welcome back to the Modern Mastery Podcast where we help you master the modern world through mental, physical, spiritual, and business growth. I am here in the beautiful land of Austin, Texas. I am here for New Year's and scouting out a new home. I am currently sitting with Devin King, my roommate, and Dakota Robertson, as many of you... (laughs) As many of you know, as wrongs to write on Twitter, I'm chilling on the floor in my room with my mic and computer plugged in, somehow just doing this podcast before we head to Dallas, before uh, we're going to a New Year's festival. So that will be fun. If you're there and you hear this on Friday, let us know. Maybe we'll meet up. But uh, I want to talk about why productivity advice is ruining your life because you may have noticed that uh, many people overwork themselves and they see it as something to be proud of it's it's a badge of honor it's become a badge of honor in the modern workplace or even in hustle culture right that's the state of modern productivity hustle culture always says sleep is for the weak uh work until you no longer have to introduce yourself and you know all of those different things and then in the corporate world it's just like the longer hours you work the more overtime you put in it's it's like oh i i did this much work i i feel valuable now and it's a nice sentiment but it's missing the point because in a world that glorifies quick work and fast results the art of singular focus and meaningful long-term work has been forgotten. It's no wonder that there is a growing gap between the successful and the unsuccessful because we've forgotten the compounding effects of focus. And as many of you know, as I talk about quite a bit, focus is, you only you can only do it for so long because it revolves around energy and clarity. And if you're working 10, 12 hours a day, you are just not being as productive as you can be during the times that you can focus full force. So with this entire episode, I want to provide you with two frameworks that I've been working on recently that will help you understand what I'm talking about here and will help you transform your productivity for the better. So there's this thing that I call the paradox of productivity and it's it's pretty much uh, you do better work the less you work. And so creatives, entrepreneurs, and other impactful people, they attribute their success to not to how much they work, but to how much they rest or recover. So I have recently read slash have been reading the book Rest by Alex Sujung Kim Pong. And here's a quote that I really like from it is that the clever man may work smarter, not harder, they say. You hear that all the time, right? work harder not smarter but the creative man doesn't work at all so to me that either means one of two things that means that they are doing something where the the work they're doing is creative enough so it doesn't seem like work or they've worked into a point where it they aren't it doesn't feel like they are working or it means that they have so much dedicated time to recovery that when it comes time to work it's just seamless it just happens that three to four hours of deep work just flows 
and it works. So uh, Pong, the author of the book, also describes how the ancient Greeks, they saw rest as a gift or the pinnacle of civilized life. The Roman Stoics argued that you cannot have a good life without good work and vice versa. So every ancient society saw work and rest as necessary for a good life. One provided the means to live, so work provides the means to live, and the other gave meaning to life, so the recover, recovery period. And the first thing that comes to mind when rest or relaxation are mentioned in uh, the modern world is it's misinterpreted as self-care or how people view self-care. So laying on the couch, eating potato chips while binge-watching your favorite Netflix show, uh, having one too many bowls of ice cream while drowning yourself in wine because your BFF told you to treat yourself and anything else that can be viewed as relaxation but is just laziness in disguise. So when you go to the gym, do you lift to the best of your ability for 12 hours a day? Of course not. You schedule time for high output and you prioritize recovery and you have a structured training regimen. So the problem stems from people having a low mental operating state. A lack of creativity and good ideas has become their normal state. You're in a constant, like because of this, mentally, you're in a constant state of mental overtraining because you're trying to be like everyone else and you know exactly where that leads. So I want to make that connection more. You go to the gym for a few hours and you can work out the different like time periods for this so let's say you go to the gym for an hour and instead of six hours right why would you do that it just doesn't make sense you're going to overtrain it's not it's not fun it's not you're not putting in the best work you can and so the same thing with work three to four hours of deep work compared to 12 hours of work you're going to get a lot more done if you prioritize recovery like you do in weight training or anything physical or anything outside of work that's the thing why is work why is work and training in work with your work seen as vastly different from anything else in life? Because it's not. You need that recovery. So like productive work, you must schedule time for intentional rest. But first, we need to swap your current definition of self-care for the enlightened version of active recovery. So I introduce to you the fill, empty, use framework because a few months ago I had a tweet do very well and this is what it said it said fill your brain in the afternoons with books learning and socialization empty your brain before bed with journaling planning and meditation and then use your brain in the morning with creation output and focus so this is my personal way of using the fill empty use framework so let's talk about it so you can use it in your creative endeavors or implement it into your creative workflow. And it is up to you to fit this into your daily routine. I, I remember some people commenting on this post and they're like, well, what if I want to focus at night? Or what if I want to learn in the morning? It's like, do, do whatever the fuck you want. Like, stop paying so much attention to just the way I do it. it, it this is how it's all completely up to you. Self-experimentation and figuring out what works for you right you have to experiment with every aspect of it if your energy is highest in the morning schedule schedule your work and rest around that and the same goes for night owls so this works best for those that are working on something they're passionate about 
a side business, hobby project, or creative endeavor that you choose to do. Not something that is assigned to you. You must be able to pursue your curiosities leading to passion and purpose, as we've talked about many times before. But this framework will give you creative firepower. The second framework that we talk about will help you build momentum into long-term discipline. The end goal with all of this is making a hefty income while pursuing your life's work for the minimum effective time that you have to every single day. So the first part of the fill empty use framework is fill, which means filling your brain because you cannot produce something of value, especially creative, if you do not consume. It just doesn't work, right? Working from an empty brain is like driving a car without gas in the tank. It's not going to work. You need to consume books, articles, podcasts, and other information related to your interests. If you love design, read a book relative to your current skill level. If you're new to design, start watching YouTube videos about the basics of design. It, it goes for anything. Learn the fundamentals and then go from there and start experimenting as I talked about in the last solo podcast. So if you want to build a business, start consuming business content. If you want to uh, better your relationships, start reading up on relationship advice and experiment and just find what works for you and find what's actually going to make you progress. So I personally recommend a foundation of reading books or listening to audiobooks before any other content, just because there's there's so much to learn from books. Authors spend 10 plus years gaining experience, cond condensing it into a few hundred pages and selling it at an affordable price. You can consume this in like five to 10 hours and the return on investment compared to other content is just unmatched. Podcasts are my second favorite and then articles and then social media content come next just because the ROI of your time that you put in is much larger with books and longer form content because it's a singular focus, right? You're focused on one broad topic instead of being spammed with a hundred different things as you're scrolling Twitter or something else and you don't give your brain anything to munch on and produce good ideas on in this next empty phase of the framework. So uh, the famous quote from Bruce Lee, he says it all, right? Empty your mind, be formless, shapeless like water. If you put water into a cup, it becomes the cup. If you put water into a bottle, it becomes the bottle. You put it in a teapot, it becomes a teapot. Now water can flow or it can crash. Be water, my friend. So this is where rest comes into play, or this is at least my interpretation of it. And there are a lot of things talking about this, but this is my way of emptying uh, my brain, right? So instead of self-care, we are using the majority of our free time for active recovery. And I like to think of these as meditative activities or activities that have the potential of putting you into a flow state, right? Activities that make you become one with what you're doing, activities that make you flow with life, as Bruce Lee said in the quote before. So going to the gym, running, martial arts, yoga, going on a hike, nature bathing, walking in nature and using your five senses to become more present, mindful activities like meditation, walking and breath work. This is where people get these things wrong. Am I saying that you can't ever watch Netflix and participate in the modern version of self-care? Of course not. You're not going to be meditating all day or doing these activities all day, but uh, scheduling some in 
for emptying your brain and having that those idea generation sessions where you are so focused on one singular thing that it becomes meditative and your idea your your brain starts to create these ideas uh, out of nowhere right so another method for emptying your brain is one many of you know which is journaling so every night write out everything that is on your mind your negative thoughts how your day went what you're doing tomorrow and everything else that goes along without this is also a deep sleep hack which is also a part of recovery and emptying your brain and not focusing on thoughts that's the thing here emptying emptying your brain you aren't actually emptying your brain you are just taking your focus off of the thoughts you're taking your focus off of your thoughts and you're doing things that don't require a lot of thought so that inherently calms down the thoughts and technically empties your brain so one crucial piece to this is you need you need somewhere to capture your ideas while you're performing these meditative activities if you filled your brain before you'll have a great you'll start having great ideas during this time and you don't want these ideas to get lost to time so my main method for idea capture is just having a running note on my phone's notes and i refer to this when it comes time for the next part of the framework which is using my brain so that's one thing like when you are on a walk or you are at the gym or you are participating in something that is so intense that you don't have time to dwell on your thoughts you're so focused your flow you're in flow state and when an idea pops into your head it's like okay take out my phone write it down come back to it later let's get back to what we're doing so another thing in terms of emptying your brain you have to upkeep your health fundamentals because the brain and body they work in unison an unhealthy body it results in a non-creative mind so of course hydrate sleep and eat nutrient dense foods and not only are these superior ways to regulate stress and emotions but they also contribute to progress so when you aren't actively trying to think you give your subconscious mind room to breathe this phenomenon was popularized as shower thoughts so when you're in the shower uh, and you just have random ideas it's the same thing but now you know what it is and you can use it to your advantage so it can be a valuable we weapon in your mental arsenal and here's a sentence that sums all of this up you have better ideas when you aren't trying to have better ideas all of this is a paradox the same thing with productivity you do your best work when you limit how much you work you have your best ideas when you aren't trying to have better ideas when you try to have something when you fight with it it just moves it it moves the goalpost further and further away until you just surrender and are able to be at one with life and flow flow state be at one with the activity you're doing so these methods are also incredible at training self-awareness which is crucial because you're aware of the thoughts that pop into your head because there are less thoughts and you're able to journal and meditate and get them out there and just become aware of the things and one last thing the legendary advertiser this is where i learned all of this from by the way david ogilvy he used this to craft his big ideas he would he would brainstorm ideas for his ads put down his work and with time and going about his day and relaxing the perfect idea would come to him so ogilvy not he, he wasn't the only one to use this method i know quentin tarantino and a few other legendary creatives did use this process that's the main thing 
is you use, fill, and empty your brain, and that's the perfect thing. So using your brain, uh, the last part of this framework is simple. Have time scheduled for focus work on your current project related to your goals. And when you do this, is entirely up to you. So we'll discuss how to do this best when we understand why we are doing it this way. So the next framework to tie this all together, to help you understand the reasoning behind, behind this and why it's so much more impactful than just filling, emptying, and using your brain like some form of creative workflow, you have to understand the long-term effects of this. Okay, so the next framework that goes along with this is novelty, efficiency, and synchronicity. So the reason fill, empty, use works so well is due to the law of inspired action. In a nutshell, when you're inspired by everyday stimuli and experiences, you feel pulled to create. You feel the pull of something begging for mastery. It is not a chore. It, it, it happens naturally if you are truly inspired. And to be inspired, you need to pursue your interests, not others. That's another reason why pursuing your interests, as simple as it sounds and as much as it's been driven into the ground, is one of the most important things you can do on a daily fucking basis. Okay? So, you must not deny your curious nature. This is why people hated reading in grade school and continue to hate their dead-end jobs because there's zero inspiration or personal interest relating to those. So a lack of choice in what they actually pursue. And so denying the call to explore the infinite potential that lies in the unknown outside of these things that you're told to do is exactly what you need to do to kickstart this whole law of inspired action thing. So the first part of this framework, novelty, is... It, Novel, novelty, novel experiences, new things, new experiences, that's the gist of it, right? The human brain loves new things. And dopamine is the driving force here. Dopamine is what separates signal from noise or action from dis distraction. And this is abused when the action is not in alignment with who you want to become. That is, when you don't have a vision, goals, or priorities that you set. Because dopamine can quickly throw you into a negative spiral when you consume the wrong things. Examples of this are self-deprecating memes on social media, mindless entertainment, porn, and other mind hijackers that came from recent technological advances. So by filling your brain with well-aligned information, you provide yourself with a constant supply of good dopamine, making it easy to take inspired action. And this is the initial push to start working on a project. This is the intrinsic motivation that will be turned into discipline later. So now, there was novelty, so the importance of pursuing your interests for the sake of dopamine and intrinsic motivation to continue building that snowball of momentum. And then efficiency is the next one. So we understand that you have to use your brain during focus work, but we need to structure this. We need efficiency so it doesn't take you 12 hours to accomplish three hours of work efficiency is the act of making things so stupidly simple that you would look stupid for doing otherwise to yourself so here are six rapid fire tips for getting into a deep flow state this will only work when you act in alignment with your goals and interests meaning you have to have intention behind your actions you are stretching towards something 
and novelty and synchronicity must exist. We'll talk about synchronicity later, but novelty, experiencing new things and pursuing new interests and connecting the dots is what matters here. So tip one, block off your schedule or block off and schedule time for using your brain. Deep work. Put it on your calendar, write it on your wall, write it on your shower walls if you have to. Make it so you know that you are working at that specific time. Tip two, have your day planned the night before. You can use uh, the power planner. If you have one, I'm going to be rebranding that to the mastery manual soon. But uh, you can find a link to that in the show notes. But remind yourself of your vision, goals, and priorities. Give yourself two to three lever-moving tasks. Some people can handle more or less, but start with two to three and increase or decrease as you see fit. Again, this is all experimentation. Don't don't just take what I say and do something that's suboptimal for you and then end up saying that I'm wrong when you were the one that failed to experiment with it. So lever-moving tasks are the ones that result in the most progress towards your goals. And again, this takes experimentation to find what those are. So tip three, put yourself in an, an environment conducive to deep work. So my favorites are a coffee shop, a hotel lobby, an airplane, <laughs> or somewhere that is separate from where you sleep. And tip four, set a timer for 45 minutes to two hours. Again, it's up to experimentation. And this is a time for a singular focus. No distractions. Write, design, connect, edit, publish, build, uh, do whatever you got to do. And use the Freedom app to block distracting apps if you have to. So tip number five is listening to music without lyrics or music that puts you in a good mood. I feel like a lot of people are dogmatic about this, but I've seen success from both. You can listen to instrumentals. You can listen to EDM. I listen to dubstep. And the lyrics, I haven't noticed them kick me out of the flow state. Sometimes I even sing along with them. And I don't know. It just works. So again, just test, experiment. Tip number six. When the timer is done, you get out of your chair and you go on a 10-minute walk. This is something that I've been doing. So during this walk, you remind yourself of your next task. What goal are you working towards? And why are you working towards it? What is the end goal? Sometimes I'll listen to an audiobook to spark more novelty and synchronicity, giving me the energy, intrinsic drive for the next work session. And these are all malleable. My formula is not perfect. Um, as I said in the last podcast, the life is a series of science experiments. You need to find what works through you, for you, for uh, pursuing projects and experimenting within those projects, right? So the last part, that was efficiency. Now this is synchronicity. So synchronicity is what kicks you into overdrive and sustains long-term progress. In psychology, there is a phenomenon known as pattern recognition, which describes a cognitive process that matches information from a stimulus with information from a memory. So let me read that again. A cognitive process that matches information from a stimulus with information from memory. So what that means is you're connecting the dots, right? You're connecting the dots of something that you learned while pursuing your interests and when you read information you get you get a raise in dopamine because you're connecting the dots and you're like oh yes that makes sense you're reinforcing it into your head 
And so that's pattern recognition, not necessarily synchronicity. But uh, what pattern recognition is, is a more potent form of novelty. Okay, so we talked about the importance of novelty in starting and building that initial momentum, but then pattern recognition and connecting the dots and quite literally feeling the progress equals more good dopamine. So when you empty your brain with the fill empty use framework that we discussed before, you're creating these anchor points physically and mentally, right? You're solidifying things in your memory and you're having good ideas and you're creating these dots that can be connected to another dot when you fill your brain. So synchronicity is the process of connecting the dots over time per my definition. I feel like other people have definitions. It's I've looked around and it's not exactly the most intuitive thing to talk about. So this is my definition of synchronicity in relation to uh, idea generation and just pursuing um, progress, right? So per a quick Google searches definition, spiritual synchronicities are strategically orchestrated and perfectly aligned to deliver a message, provide guidance, or provide reassurance that we're on the right path. So, meaning they're seemingly unrelated concepts that make more sense because they connect with other previous ideas. And this is over time, it's reassurance that you're on the right path and it gives you energy, it gives you guidance once you connect one of the uh, seemingly unrelated dots from what you've been learning. It's like, oh yeah, okay, now I know what to do. I go in this direction, right? Make it, it will, It'll make more sense as you experience it, as with everything here. but this synchronicity it pulls you back into a meditative flow state you have a constant supply of energy that comes from the momentum of learning implementing and recovering which momentum is arguably the greatest feeling falling in love with the process and becoming obsessed with the thing that you're pursuing so synchronicities start to appear more as you make more progress with your life's work you are able to maintain degrees of flow states throughout your day because you're doing more meditative activities you are experiencing more synchronicity and more novelty and you are at one with life as many would say so i would argue that synchronicities relating to ideas coming together are the secret of the successful it is the perceived genius behind these people's fusion of big ideas right you see uh, these people on Twitter or Instagram or other people that aren't just tweeting the same basic stuff. They're tweeting these things where it's like, wow, I wish I wrote that. And that's what's happening. They've developed their thoughts and experienced enough synchronicity to get to that point where their big ideas are very uh, broad but insightful overviews of things. So, I mean, this takes this takes years. So this is just like a broad roadmap of what you have to do. And the, this whole synchronicity thing, it's the fuel to their, to these creative individuals' internal fire to make a dent in the world. Just because they have the, they have that crazy intrinsic drive that come from making these connections. It's a consistent and compounding mental, physical, and spiritual gains that are manifested in their business. They're shown in their business. And again, as I always say, personal growth equals business growth. And maybe you're starting to understand the depth of that 
sentence, right? So all of this sounds great, but it means nothing without action. Clearly, 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 this entire thing implies action. The use part of the fill empty use framework is action. It's putting everything you learn into action that needs to be scheduled in your day and structured and made so stupidly simple that you would look stupid for not doing it. Okay. So these frameworks and processes, they make taking action easier, but the decision is still entirely yours. You may have bad habits that are deeply ingrained into your life, but it is your job and only your job to become aware of those consciously map out who you want to become through the power planner or everything that I've been talking about before this and act with consistency. And this is the only worthwhile way to live. In my opinion, you are either consciously living or unconsciously dying. So start by adding five minutes of filling your brain, five minutes of emptying your brain and five minutes of using your brain. And that's all it takes to start the eventual snowball of momentum. Time is not an excuse. Five minutes, do what you can. So if you enjoyed this Friday version of the podcast, let me know on Twitter. Just tag me. Um, I don't have much else to say. I'm still sitting on my floor in Austin, Texas with Dakota and Devin. Say what's up. Yell. Scream. What's up? Hopefully you guys heard that. But we're about to venture to Dallas for a fun New Year's. So I guess that's how I'll end this. I hope you have an absolutely amazing New Year's. And let's start this week, or not week, this year off fucking strong. So with that, I appreciate you all. Have an absolutely amazing day.